Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the great Greg Amsinger, product of the Lindenwood University, native of St. Louis, lead anchor for MLB Network, joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Greg. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Do you mind if I ask you a question, Randy? Fire away, brother. Uh, did, did you ever go tanning? Never. Not once. No. No. I, I did that. That was like an in vogue thing to do like back in the day. And I did it. And I'm looking at myself right now. I am so white that I think I might need to before I go to Arizona. I'm going to fry. This is the pastiest, most unhealthy looking I think I've ever looked. This winter has been so bad, the sun has not touched my skin at all. Okay, so uh, will you go into one of those tanning booths, go into one of those cylinders like an MRI machine? Is that what you would do, the big 6'5 fella uh, being in that (laughs) cylinder? I did that back in the day, and those things were gross. They smelled terrible. <laughs> what, what, what do they do now? It's like a spray, right? Like I, I don't even know if that is, is that weird. Is the spray weird? Yes, it is. It's weird, uh, and it turns you orange. Apparently, is Dan McLaughlin in the room? Because I know he's had a spray tan before. I uh, never spray tan, but I will <laughs> tell you that uh, my daughters. They they have the spray tan nonstop, so you may want to look into that. But if you start sweating, you do start sweating the uh, the tanner off. I, I know way too much about this, but that's something to think about as you move forward. I am a sweater, Dan, so that would be bad. Yes, that would it be would. a bad look. I'd say you I, might I, want I, to be a little careful. I knew the answer was in the room. I knew the answer was in the room. I appreciate you guys. Oh, for sure. I'm glad we're talking about this at 736. This is important. (laughs) Greg, I've also gotten spray tans before, especially for special occasions. So what Dan said is very true. You don't want to be sweaty whatsoever because then it will be a very bad look and probably scare a lot of people. And make sure that you lotion up your elbows and knees so that you don't and your hands because then you don't want orange hands. You might scare some people at spring training. Yeah, the men that are listening to this right now, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> this is all stuff you wanted to know, but you didn't have the courage to ask. Exactly. And I'll take this one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on this. We were just talking about the Nike and Fanatics collab, and it seems like some Major League Baseball players have split opinions on it. What have you thought of the jerseys? You know, to me, when you mess with jerseys, it is like you're asking for griping. You're asking for complaining. It's just like changing baseball. If you're going to make a rule change, more than likely the majority of people are going to be upset with it, right? So when you start toying with iconic home jerseys, good luck getting everyone on board to say, man, I love it. It's, just, it's not going to happen. So this is rolling out exactly how I thought it was going to roll out where everyone was going to go, man, this isn't good. Why are we changing this? I love the birds of the bat that don't mess with the good thing. It's part of the evolution of the game. Is it perfect? No. Will it get better? I think probably, 
but just understand that this is what's coming. We're going to start tinkering with things. We're putting patches on jerseys. These things are happening in the game. We're just not going to be okay with status quo anymore. Greg, what are you hearing about Cody Bellinger, and what are you hearing about Jordan Montgomery and trying to find some teams here in spring training? Well, I got Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell almost in the exact same category. Uh, They're threshold superstar seasons, and they want to get paid that way. Well, the problem is there are so many hiccups on their resume that teams are scared away. And I just don't see a long-term contract for either one of them. I don't think they're going to get the seven or eight years that they're demanding that they get. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, a bit different postseason hero, more durable, doesn't have the dominance. Uh, but teams are scaling back because there's just just a lot of contact. And people are wondering, as he ages, is that contact going to lead to more of a Lance Lynn performance? Is he more of a left-handed Lance Lynn? And I, I think teams are, uh, uh, are a bit hesitant. Could that help the Cardinals? Yes. I think of all the pitchers that are available right now, Jordan Montgomery, if his price comes back, the Cardinals could land him. I don't think they're in any way considering Blake Snell. Um, and name another veteran. I don't, there's Hunjin Ryu. No, I, I think the only way they would do uh, uh, go into the, the free agent waters again would be with someone that they're comfortable with and if the price point felt fair to them. Jordan Montgomery is the only guy on the list. Cody Bellinger, I don't know what's going to happen. I think the only team he's got is the Chicago Cubs. Uh, as for Blake Snell, I think he's going to take the same approach that Josh Hader took. Josh Hader wanted a record contract for a closer. He wasn't going to get it until a team that was in win-now mode had a season-ending injury to a key cog of their bullpen in Kendall Graveman. So they took an immediate knee-jerk reaction, and they gave Josh Hader what he wanted. I think you're going to see Blake Snell do the same thing. Injuries are inevitable to starting pitchers in spring training. It's going to happen. And, uh, I mean, we're here now, but Justin Verlander's timetable – might be pushed back a little bit. There's going to be an injury, and I think Blake Snell is going to get the knee-jerk reaction big contract because of that So at some point in spring training. Greg, MLB Network now doing their top 100 players right now, and at the moment the Cardinals have four guys that are on the list, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras, and Gray. Uh, Arenado 33, Goldie 36, Gray 49, and uh, Wilson Contreras 82. I, I'm intrigued that... Uh, there is not as much love, and, and I know it's probably uh, a slim margin, but L.A. De La Cruz was number 100 and no Jordan Walker on the list. Do you think by next year at this time we're talking about Jordan Walker being in the top 100? Yes. If Jordan Walker is healthy, he is uh, a top 100 player, without a doubt. What makes L.A. De La Cruz make sense, and I, I, I really complain an awful lot about our list, our research department does a great job putting together the brilliant men and women that work hard on this. But the, I, I lean towards projecting over what you've already done and when it comes to this show because it's the top 100 players right now. I would have put Jackson Holiday in the top 100 players right now. And there are a lot of old-school baseball people that frown at the idea of that. Uh, what are we talking about? He's going to be a starting shortstop for a team that won over 100 games last year. They're only going to be better this year. And he's going to be at the top of the line. If you project, he's going to have a big year. If he's only his worst uh, on base percentage is 420 in the minor leagues. This kid knows how to hit. He, he came from a, a baseball factory and Matt Holiday and, and his DNA. So it's all good. He's going to be a great player. Ellie De La Cruz, there are only like three players in the game that you could dream on to have a Ronald Acuna type season 40 homers and 70 stolen bases. Ellie De La Cruz is one of those guys. 
Is he that right now? No, absolutely not. In the last 80 games, his swing and miss was ridiculous. But if I had to take a young shortstop right now and put him on my team and close my eyes and go, I don't care what he did in the past, this guy's on my team, and I think I can win a World Series. Ellie De La Cruz is a physical freak, and I can't wait to watch him play. So I think Jordan Walker, there was so much mediocrity in his game last year that it made our research department pause. Ellie De La Cruz had so much – I mean, she struggled mightily at the end of the year. But the first half, he looked like a superstar, the LeBron of baseball, and that is why they're projecting him over Jordan Walker. Greg, as spring training started today, John Mozeliak was asked yesterday if uh, he thought Sonny Gray could be a Game 1 starter in the playoffs. And the first thing the Mo said, well, that's pretty presumptuous, saying that we have to make the playoffs first. What are what do you think, here on the first days of spring training, what do you think the Cardinals are? Is Do you, do you think it's presumptuous to think that they would be in a playoff, or do you think that it's kind of a done deal? No, it's a done deal. I think they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. I, I, I love the team. I, I, are they perfect? No, absolutely not. But look at the teams in the division, and you tell me that the Cardinals aren't the best. I mean, Corbin Burns is no longer a Milwaukee Brewer. That is a gigantic difference. With Corbin Burns gone, the best pitcher, it's no offense to Peralta, who I'm a big fan of, the best pitcher for the Brewers is Devin Williams. Their closer is their best pitcher. That's a rarity when you have that. That's the truth from the Milwaukee Brewers. So I, I don't put them in there. The Cincinnati Reds didn't do enough. To me, they were the team that needed to get Corbin Burns. Obviously, the Brewers wouldn't do that. They're in the same division. They're the team that needed to do something to get Dylan Cease, but they haven't done it yet. So to me, there's rotation. Uh, did that. I know they tinkered with it, but you need to put more weaponry around Hunter Green, and he's not a finished product yet. I just don't see what Craig Council is going to do. I don't see this magic wand for the Chicago Cubs where he's going to show up and all of the horrible bullpen decisions that David Ross made, which kept him out of the playoffs, Mm -hmm. will all be cleaned up because of Craig Council and the Cubs are going to the playoffs and not the Cardinals. I don't see that either, especially with Bellinger not being in the lineup right now. And because they were tinkering with him and playing a contract with him so long, and they still are, they missed out on a guy like Reese Hoskins, who I thought was a better fit for them than the Milwaukee Brewers. So I I like the Cardinals' veteran mix with their young talent and what they did to the rotation. I still like I know a lot of people in St. Louis aren't fans of Gibson and Lynn and Gray, but you're going to see that that team array is going to come down dramatically, and the bullpen with Middleton now in it, who I've been a huge fan of, is going to be mass- vastly improved. And I think the Cardinals are going to win over 90 games, and, I, and I'm bullish on that. And I, I, I would I would love to I would love to hear Mosellock be as equally as bullish as I am that the Cardinals win over 90. Finally, Greg, there is a, a a group of Cardinal fans because I I don't see the Cardinals as well. I shouldn't say that. They, I the, I don't see Sonny Gray as being a thirty four year old Chris Carpenter or Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer. So they think I should go do Cubs radio. Do you agree? <laughs> well, that's a good line. That's, I actually enjoy that a lot. Uh, now, listen, I kind of agree with you. That, that he's not going to be a thirty four year old that's pitching in the eighth inning. He's not going to pitch in the seventh or eighth inning. But he's going to be a modern baseball version of Chris Carpenter. He'll pitch five and a third and get you set up to win, and he's going to have a sub-three ERA. I like that. That's big. Cardinals didn't have that last year. As a matter of fact, at the halfway point of the season, if you would have heard that you could get a, a veteran pitcher in his mid-30s who isn't going to go six innings, 
but he's got a sub three ERA. You know, pitch every fifth day. Would you, would you have taken it? Hell yeah, you would have taken it at the All Star break. So I know when the season ends, we dream about the players we could sign, but just recognize the Cardinals' rotation is improved. And I think you do recognize that, Randy. And if you don't, then maybe someone <laughs> needs to slide over on the north side of Chicago. Maybe, Randy. Here's the thing. I look at him as the Cardinals' number one, without question. Do I look at him as a number one? Would I, uh, if I were the Rays, would I trade Spencer Strider? No, for, for Sonny Gray. Uh, w- w- would I trade Zach Wheeler if I were the Phillies for Sonny Gray? No. Uh, would I, if I were the Yankees, would I trade Garrett Cole for Sonny Gray? No. I, I think he's our number one, but do I think he's a number one? No. Mm. Dan, do you agree with this? No. Do you agree with this assessment? No. No. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> you don't think he's our number one? I no, mean, I, that part I do. And in terms of the guys that you mentioned, I wouldn't trade for them if I was the opposing teams to go get Sonny Gray. But you're talking about elite, elite pitchers. And some teams don't have elite pitchers and still get into the playoffs, but they do have what would be a pseudo number one. And I don't know if you agree, Greg, but that's Sonny Gray to me. I completely agree. I, I Look, the the price of poker was never going to be in the Blake Snell stratosphere. The Cardinals were never going to spend $200 million on a guy. That was never going to happen. So knowing what we know, right, that limited the free agents that they could go get. So of the free agents, I, I'm going to say it straight up. I would take Sonny Gray over Jordan Montgomery. Randy, would you take Sonny Gray over Jordan Montgomery? It's a wash. I'm fine with Sonny Gray. It's fine. He's a, He's better. He's a better pitcher than Jordan Montgomery, and I love Jordan Montgomery. Like if they car- if the Cardinals sign Jordan Montgomery, it's a no-brainer that Sonny Gray's opening day and game one. That that is absolutely right. But okay, and Montgomery's going to get a much larger contract than Sonny Gray. So, he, he is, but because Montgomery has it's a win, man, a three-year commitment is a win in today's in today's oh, landscape. I, I I don't dispute that. I don't dispute that he's a really good pitcher, but Montgomery has pitched under the pressure of the bright lights at the highest level. Sonny Gray, and that includes September, Sonny Gray in his career, 13-20 and 20 with a 4.16 in September. Far and away his first month of the year when the game changes. Greg, you know how the game changes in September. And his postseason numbers are not great. He's been up and down. He's, he had a good start last year, but he's had some really rough starts in the postseason too. I, Montgomery has pitched really well in New York under pressure. And in in the postseason. So that's why I say, and I all due respect to Sonny Gray here, I, I think it's a wash because I think what the Cardinals need now more than anything is a guy at the front of the rotation where when you're going against the other team's best, you need to have win day and you need to have a guy that gives you the opportunity for seven innings to win a game. I, I agree with you, and I, I, I honestly believe they, they, they figured that out. I think Sonny Gray will do that for them. Sonny Gray has, has evolved. The sweeper has evolved. His stuff is better than it was when he was with the Cincinnati Reds. His stuff's better than it was when he broke in with the, with the Oakland A's. I like the way he pitches now. His pitchability makes him a Zach Granke. Don't think of Granke right now, but a right-handed pitcher that ages well, that has the pitchability to age well. Young Zach Gallon, who's 28 years old, I'd give that kid a 10-year contract if I was the Arizona Diamondbacks. His pitchability is so great, east-west, north-south, as a right-hander, which is hard to find because the right-hander is usually all overpowering. To have a pitchability writing is a big deal. Uh, Cardinals have had it for years. Wainwright, Carpenter, but this guy, he, he's in that mold. I'm telling you, he is. And if you keep disagreeing, I'm going to start really connecting the dots because 
When I drove past your house last time I was in St. Louis and I saw your whole entire facade covered in ivy, I was thinking to myself, when did Randy start liking ivy so much? And now I'm hearing these rumors of Cubs radio. And I don't know. Maybe you're just trying to get the fan base to start hating you. So the move there will make it less painful. I don't know what you're trying to do here, Randy. Greg, I, I know it was a long time ago, but many years ago, after the Cardinals signed Bryn Smith in 1989, I decorated that ivy by spelling out the words Bryn Smith in Christmas lights. Which is, and still is, Randy, the definition of cool. And um, <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> <laughs> when people drove by laughing, did you say that someone vandalized your house? Or did you admit that you did that? Oh, no, I admit it, because he was the guy the Cardinals needed at that time. So I, I was thrilled. I loved his red beard, man. He was great. He was fun. Greg, if, if Harrison Ford had a red beard back in the day, he could have played Brent Smith in a movie. Oh, yeah. That would have been that would have been great. We, we Darn it. We missed that, that, that window, that opening. You're the best, brother. Thanks so much. And uh, who, by the way, uh, Ronald Acuna, number one, is that a, a given? Oh, no, it's not a given. Again, you got to project, man. And I know I have no time, but uh, Otani's not pitching, so this is everyone's opportunity. Many people think it's going to be Judge. Let's also remember that we've never seen a Hall of Famer leave a position where they won many gold gloves to go to another position and win a gold glove. The only player ever to go from the outfield to the infield and win a gold glove is Darren Erstad, and he won a gold glove at first base. Mookie Betts is hell-bent on winning a gold glove at second base. If he has an OPS over 1,000, wins a gold glove, he might have one of the greatest second base seasons of all time. Joe Morgan, Jeff Kent, these guys are in the mix. Rogers Hornsby, that was a different era back then. But I'm just saying, not that I was prepared for that question, but for some reason I sound like I was. <laughs> we get to see him on opening day. Greg, thank you very much. Have a great weekend, sir. All right, guys. Take care. See you, brother. That is Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.